Welcome to the fourth episode of Sports Cube. I'm your host, Daniel Schaum, bringing you the latest in the sports world. Today, we have a jam-packed show for you. As Joe Paula joins me in studio for the show, we bring on the one and only Ryan Carlson from San Jose State University. He's a broadcaster there. Should be a lot of fun. And we got some fun segments coming up for you. All this and much more coming right to you right after this. And now time for one of my favorite segments as we bring you this day in sports. And today, on March 23rd, 2014, in the La Liga, Messi, Lino Messi, obviously one of the best in sports, would score a hat-trick in El Clasico against Real Madrid. And you got to remember, this challenge is so much more tough because Cristiano Ronaldo was still on the Real Madrid team at this time. So... They would win 4-3 in favor of the visiting side at the Santiago Bernabeu in in Madrid. And that would make Lionel Messi the top scorer in the La Liga. And then Barcelona would go on to win the La Liga as it was their 23rd title in 2014. And they would become champions. In other news, breaking news coming from the International Olympic Committee. As they have decided that they will postpone the Olympics until further notice, probably till 2021. This is a developing story, although, and we do not know where it's going to go or when the Olympics will be. And we have some exciting things for you. Coming right up, we have Ryan Carlson join us on the show, San Jose University broadcaster. He comes on the show. It should be a lot of fun coming to you right after this. Welcome back to Sports Cube. I'm your host, Daniel Schaum, alongside Joe Stapala. And today we welcome San Jose State University broadcaster and radio broadcast engineer for the San Jose Sharks, Ryan Carlson. Ryan, thank you for being with us. Hey, of course. Thanks for having me on. I've, uh, I've been looking forward to this. What's up, Ryan? Um, what has been your college, college experience? Uh, How has that been so far for you? Uh, college has been fantastic, truly. From from a young age, like you guys, I've known where I've wanted to go to school, and that's San Jose State, where I am now. And ever since I got there, or right when I got there, I, I wanted to figure out a way to get involved with the San Jose Sharks, the NHL team that is so close to campus. And I reached out to some people, and they were able to get me uh, involved sooner than I ever thought possible, first with, with street team and then eventually becoming uh, a radio broadcast engineer along with my boss, um, RJ DeSanto with Mel Zach Media. We tag-teamed the radio engineering for the great Dan Ruzanowski and team uh, with the Sharks, which has been awesome. And then I also um, do some game night media relations stuff when I'm not doing radio engineering. So keeping me busy and, of course, all that with school, but... It's been a fantastic experience so far. Yeah, that's that's good to hear. So uh, how has your experience been with the uh, best buddies that prepared you for career in broadcasting? And uh, what's been one of the highlights throughout your college experience with the Sharks or something else that you've been doing? Um, I mean, I didn't really get involved too much with the broadcast side of things until I got to college. And... I knew once I got to San Jose State, I wanted to figure out how to get uh, involved with our, our club hockey team first and foremost. So I reached out to the general manager and and he was like, all right, well, 
if you uh, could PA announce, because they already had a broadcaster at the time. Um, he said, if you could PA announce for us your freshman year, then we'll get you involved in the broadcast um, from there. So sophomore, and then this past year, my junior year, I was on the broadcast play-by-play side. And of course, doing football, basketball, baseball with the uh, on-campus radio station 90.5 KSJS along with that. Um, and then, you know, through the Sharks, I've been able to see how the pros do it. And through Ruzanowski and Randy Hahn, the Sharks, uh, the, the voices of the San Jose Sharks, they've taught me what it means to be a pro. And I've been able to implement that into my own broadcast. And then, of course, you know, you don't want to imitate them too much. You got to find your own voice, but you, you take what you like and what you learn from people and then put your own spin or try to put your own spin on things and, and find your own voice. That's what I've been taught uh, is one of the most important things. So been working towards that. And in terms of one of my favorite memories so far, um, it's hard to top game seven, round one last year, um, Sharks versus the Vegas Knights. And the Sharks come back, just being there in person. And if you ask most of the people who were there that night, they'll, they'll, they'll agree that that memory, that experience will be very hard to top just because of um, everything that went on that game. And, and being there, I've never been in the Louder Arena. It was just, it was something special. Yeah, it's a crazy, crazy atmosphere out there, really is, especially in the playoffs. Yeah, the tank can get really loud. The, the fan base is is strong and, and faithful. And yeah, like you said, especially in playoffs, it's hard to, uh, hard to find a louder building than, than the SAP center. Obviously you're a go-getter Ryan and uh, you're willing to do what it takes to get the job done. What advice would you give to a senior graduating this year in high school into a world with limited opportunity as a result of the current situation with the coronavirus? Yeah, you're totally right. And my heart goes out to those seniors in high school, uh, as well as the freshmen in college and even the seniors in college who are all being affected and everybody globally being affected by this pandemic. Um, as in terms of advice, do what you guys are doing. You guys decided, hey, we're, we have a lot of time on our hands now. Of course, we got to balance class and, and other things, our uh, health first and foremost. Um, Let's start a podcast too, so we can work towards that. I think that's great uh, that you guys decided to do that, and I'm blessed and thankful that you reached out to me. Uh, and of course, glad to join you on this uh, this podcast. But uh, figure out ways to keep your your brain trained and not just kind of fall into this laziness and um, procrastination that so many people will have probably experienced, and that I've experienced. I mean, when this started. I was in a groove. I just got back from a trip to Philadelphia with uh, with a broadcast team. And then all of a sudden, I'm home for multiple days and multiple weeks and months to come. So, of course, I've, I too have um, been a victim of watching TV and, and finding ways to kill time. Uh, I've also gotten outside, try to try to exercise as much as possible. But... Um, I'd say in terms of advice, do those things. You don't need to, to spend all day pressuring yourself to, to be productive and, and have that relaxation time, but also find ways to be productive. And there's a whole bunch of different ways you can 
uh, read a whole bunch. You can even watch videos of of broadcasters and and sports that are on archive and tape, um, and go learn from that. Take notes and and do stuff that way, which is what I've been doing as well, way out here on the West Coast. Um, but you guys are doing everything right, I would say, and uh, it is quite an unusual and unprecedented time for for all of us. Um, but I'd say that's what uh, people in this field and that aspire to be in this field can work towards. Can you uh, can you expand a little bit more on your Philly trip? Yeah, so that trip all happened through a. Uh, so let me let me step back a ways back to San Jose State. Um, our hockey team has a contract with Black Dog Hockey. It is a uh, broadcast company that carries uh, carries hockey games online uh, via online stream. So we were hired to cover the uh, uh, CHF tournament out in uh, Westchester, Philly. The CHF has uh, had club hockey teams such as Hofstra, Quinnipiac, um, Fordham, a bunch of teams from the Northeast all come and participate in the inaugural uh, championship tournament of the CHF, which is the Collegiate Hockey Federation. Um, their brand, their their first season as an organization. Uh, so we were hired to go out and cover all the games at Ice Line Quad Rinks in Westchester. Um, and there were some interesting occurrences before the tournament. So teams dropped out and there were changes. Eventually, 19 teams ended up coming to the tournament. And there were five pools of initially... Uh, four teams, so that would have been 20. One pool had uh, three teams, so we kind of had to work around that, but we worked on three different rinks, facilitating different games, and we hired broadcasters from the, uh, well, the CHF recruited volunteers from local universities to come and broadcast as well. So we would set up the technical side uh, with Black Dog Hockey, and then the volunteers would come in and call the games and work around the rink in terms of getting interviews and extra stuff done like that. And of course, I got I was lucky to get some games too, but halfway through the tournament, uh, we had to call it off since everything was being canceled in the midst of the trip. So as well as, you know, the NHL, the NBA, the CHF tournament was also canceled about the... Uh, halfway through the final game of the third day, uh, right before the playoff uh, play was supposed to start. So uh, that was kind of a long-winded answer about what we did in Philly, but got to see some of the towns, uh, the downtown area too, so that was fun. Yeah, it probably differentiates a lot from out on the West Coast, especially knowing an Outburger, which I I love. <laughs> yeah, really. it was hard to... Hard to find a uh, comparison to that, but I tried four different cheesesteaks while in Philly and was thoroughly impressed with those. I had to go to Pat's and Gino's. Um, my buddy and I split a sandwich from both places, so we didn't get too full, but we also tried Jim's on South, which was great. Jim's uh, is always great. Jim's was fantastic, but uh, a really cool town, really fun trip, and 
had to cut it short because of this virus. But um, yeah, that was that was Philly basically. Yeah. So, um, Ryan, uh, do you have any um, big plans or jobs you would like to pursue after you finish college? Yeah, of course. I'd love to land a broadcasting gig in the minors somewhere. Um, of course, that's the uh, the uh, the best case scenario. Um, it's a very competitive field, as you guys know. Uh, but I would love to be in the broadcast media department for some network or some franchise, uh, professional franchise somewhere. Uh, but I've also kept my options open. I've also I'm also working towards. A uh, some business stuff at San Jose State, so um, have that in my back pocket as well. Uh, but I think being in the sports world is is my primary goal, and of course on the broadcast side would be ideal. But everybody has their own path, right? So uh, w- wherever I can get a foot in the door would be would be a, a great first step, and then you just work towards your goal from there. Ryan, so San Jose isn't really the isn't really like the most known school out there, and it's not that huge. So, what would you say? What would you say broadcasting is like there? Uh, what would you say their opportunities are compared to other schools that it might be bigger? Yeah, you're totally right. It's not known really for broadcast, and yeah, again, the main reason I went there was because the Sharks were so close, and I've I've been uh, you know kind of made fun of for that in some circumstances, like, uh, cause in high school at your age, all I wore to high school was, it was sharks apparel and sharks gear. And, uh, maybe it was destiny, but, uh, been blessed to be a part of that, of course. But in terms of the reps at the school, uh, there, there's a solid group of, uh, a solid, but a small group of guys that broadcast the game. So the opportunity is definitely there. And in terms of the hockey reps, no one really has a, uh, a draw towards towards hockey, except um, my broadcast partner uh, Chad Oakland Jolin, who was doing it before I got there. Um, so that, in terms of the opportunity for hockey reps, it's there, it's available. Football is a little bit more competitive through the student station there uh, on radio, but I would say uh, the opportunities are definitely there, and if you get them, great. If not, it's all about getting reps elsewhere. You know, it's, it's a uh, very populated area, lots of high schools. And uh, I mean, you just got to find ways to get reps. So uh, it's not the most well-known, but it's uh, you make the best with, with what you got and get as many reps as possible. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the optimal goal. But when we were checking out your LinkedIn, we saw that you were a mascot uh, in, uh, <laughs> in 2013. Can you speak a little, a little bit more to that? Yeah, gladly. I was actually talking with my my dad this morning at the house about it, and and that was kind of my first first job in the sports and more specifically hockey world. So when I was more your age, back in high school, um, we had a WSHL junior hockey team. Of course, that's Western States Hockey League. Um, for those less familiar, but it's a junior team out here in San Diego. Back then, they were the San Diego Goals. They would then have to change their name once the AHL team got here. But the Goals, we 
my family and I started out just as fans going to the games. And one night we got to know the, the staff, of course, the then mascot very well. Uh, as fans, we would go every weekend. One night the mascot couldn't make it to the following night. And for some reason asked me, again, maybe it was fake, but asked me if I wanted to, to cover the following night. And he showed me the ropes on how to do the, uh, the in-game, you know, the, the whole ordeal. And basically, I, they kept me at the mascot job from there. So I would, Sounds you fun. know, yeah. oh, it was a great time. I would lead the team onto the ice before the game. All the lights in the arena would go out and, and there was a spotlight up, up at the top of the stairs in the, in the back corner of the rink that would follow me onto the ice. And, you know, back when they had the name, the San Diego Goals, the crowds would be, I don't know, five, 600 on a good Saturday night. So it would get pretty electric in there. And it was fun being the mascot. You got to know the guys and, and the fans loved you. You, you ran up and down the bleachers, uh, energizing everybody. Uh, except the away team, the the away fans, uh, and the bleachers, and uh, a really unique experience. And from there, I kind of in my senior year, I got more into the broadcast side with that team uh, before I went to college. So I got to see how that was done. But yeah, no, that was a fun gig for sure. All right, let's go here, Ryan. Um, how was your experience at San Jose State prepared you for the future and the rest of your life? Uh, I'd say it's been, uh, an unusual and, and a not very, uh, uh, common, uh, experience at, at school. Uh, but I've been blessed to have it, uh, working with the sharks. It's, I think it's prepared me very well. I've gotten to meet so many different people, not only with the sharks, but teams that have come through and, and, and played the sharks. I get to know a lot of the away guys and, even some of the national guys that come in to cover for NBC sports. So the relationships I've made are, are uh, uh, invaluable and just so special to me. Um, and what it, they, they've taught me all what it means to be a pro, what it looks like, uh, how hard you have to work. And that's been the most important thing to me. And of course, being able to get reps at the school along with that, has been just also uh, as important because you take what you learn from all these these pros that come through at your at your job with the sharks and incorporate that into your own broadcast and and you listen back to yourself as much as you can and take what you like take what you don't you know I'm sure you've heard this all before uh, you guys mentioned you took a a broadcasting class or something where you, you got to meet the yeah. pros and learn from the pros. Yeah. At Hofstra University. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure you've heard most of this before it's, it's common, but it's true. And I think my experience, I wouldn't trade my experience for the world. And of course I wish I was up there now finishing out the season with the, uh, with the sharks. Um, but it's a unprecedented time. So right now the focus is to stay, Safe, say safe, safe. Excuse me, uh, and stay sharp with reading and keeping up with with coursework online, uh, and of course, doing stuff like what you guys are doing, uh, working towards this goal together 
uh, in any way possible. So no, it's been a very uh, uh, invaluable experience that I, uh, I wouldn't trade for anything. Yeah, it sounds great, Ryan. Of course, thank you for being with us today. We really appreciate it. It means a lot. And uh, coming up, we have your MLB AL versus NL food bracket. All this and much more coming up right after this. Before this, let me tell you about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are certain tools that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it could be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app in the App Store or go to anchor.com to get started. What's every, What's up, everybody? We're back. We got a fun little game right here. Uh, March Madness Bracket Challenge, NL versus AL Food Fest. Food should be a great, should be a great little game, Daniel. What do you think? Yeah, no, I'm pretty pumped for it, Joe. You know, we were talking about this before. There's a lot of good foods here from all different ballparks, too. So we're going to go NL, AL, and then we'll see what our winners are. And also, you, the listener, can help us. But these are just our picks. If you can help us, you can tell us which ones you like, and that'll influence our picking in the future. So, Joe, what's our first matchup? All right, we got the Chicago Dog from uh, the Cubs versus the Cheeto Lote from the Dodgers. Two great clubs, two great matchups. That's a good rival right there. What are you thinking? I'm definitely going going with uh, Cheeto Lote from the Los Angeles Dodgers here. I'm a lot bigger, lot bigger of a Cheeto fan, and I'm not a huge fan of the Chicago hot dog, to be honest, Joe. So, yeah, I'd have to go Cheeto Lote. You can't go wrong with a good Chicago hot dog. Really good. So I'm going to go with the Chicago hot dog right there. Yikes. Yeah, all right. And our second matchup, we have the bacon-wrapped plantain versus the pastrami sandwich from the hometown Mets. Joe, what's your thinking on this? I'm going to go with the bacon-wrapped plantain. Anything wrapped in bacon is always delicious, plus plantains. It adds the sweetness. It's It sounds really good. I might have to try it once I go to Miami. Uh, yeah, we all hope that we'll get there one day. I mean, plantains are the best, and then you mix it with bacon. It's just perfection. Next matchup, Daniel, we got the tri-tip nachos. Sounds so great. Versus the pig picking from the Atlanta Braves. What are you thinking here? I'm going with the nachos, Joe. I'm a huge fan of Mexican food. I like it. I, I go anywhere for a good taco. So, yeah, I'm definitely going nachos here. Love the melty cheese at the ballpark. I'm going to have to go with the pig picking right here, man. It has barbecue spiced tortilla shell stuffed with curly fries, mac and cheese, pulled pork, coleslaw, and roasted corn pico de gallo with, with, fried, with fried pork rinds on the side. Sounds so delicious. Sounds like a heart attack on a plate. But I'll take that uh-huh. every day. Yeah, the, I mean, that's that's what it is nowadays. Next yeah. matchup, Joe. We got the pulled pork pierogi hoagie from the Pittsburgh Pirates versus Bulls sliders from the Philadelphia uh, Phillies. A nice Philadelphia matchup. Yes, yeah, the, both clubs are from Pennsylvania. But I'm going definitely with the pulled pork pierogi hoagie here. Uh, I like I like pulled pork a lot, you know. And then you mix it with the pierogi, add the hoagie, 
It's a hell of a sandwich. I'm going to have to disagree with you right there, Daniel. I like a nice, simple pulled pork sandwich. So I'm going to go with the Bulls slider. Just a little bit of pulled pork with some coleslaw on the side. Nothing better. Uh, I, I really want to disagree with you, but I'll let that one go. And Joe, what's our, what's our next matchup? We got the Colorado Rockies Heltenberger versus the Cheddar Brat, Beer Bratwurst from the Milwaukee Brewers. What are you thinking here, Daniel? Definitely going Heltenberger. I'm not a huge fan of Bratwurst, never have been. Um, and also, you cannot complain with a great burger at the ballpark. Like, you cannot deny that, Joe. I'm definitely going with the burger here. Burger is always good at a ballpark. I like to try new things, though, so I'm going to try the Cheddar Beer Bratwurst. Sounds good. I might I try that next time. It's a, it's a, you're taking a risk, but all it's all good. Go for it. Next match we have is the Churro Dog from the Arizona from the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Crazy Crab Sandwich from the San Francisco Giants. What are you thinking here, Daniel? I'm going with the Crazy Crab Sandwich because I like crab. I like it in my sushi, and I especially like it. On a nice roll, you get the crab sandwich. And you're also in San Francisco. You're right by the bay. How could you not do that? I might have to agree with you there, Daniel. The uh, the churro dog is more of a dessert type thing. I'm, I'm more of an entree type guy, so I'm going to go with the crazy crab sandwich. Mm, mm, I agree with you. Next matchup, we got the hot salami sandwich from uh, St. Louis. Always love St. Louis. Versus the crab grilled cheese from Washington, D.C. What are you thinking here? Uh, you know, I'm not a huge fan of salami. Never have been. I don't think I will be. But uh, I'm definitely going here with the with the crab grilled cheese. You know, you get it from Washington, D.C. It's also Baltimore's right up the road. You got fresh crab. So I'm definitely going with the crab crab grilled cheese here. Yeah, Daniel, I'm Italian, but I'm, I'm not really that big of a fan of uh, salami. So I'm going to have to agree with you there. Go with the crab grilled cheese. Always good. Yeah, and Joe, this has been fun, and we'll give you another episode of this as we give you AL matchups next time on this segment of MLB Eats. Joe, a new segment to the show today as we have our favorite sports movies, me and you going at it. So what's on your list today? Number one movie I have to say is Happy Gilmore, one of the greatest Adam Sandler movies it's really just such a great movie. Adam Sandler um, defeating the odds of becoming a golfer, even though he's definitely not destined for it. But he has a powerful sh- shot in it. I got to say, he really does have a powerful shot. He broke a lot of windows in that movie, though. A lot. What can you say? It's Adam Sandler. He has, he has very great movies, and I think that's top on his list. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you, but I mean... I got to say, though, dodgeball, true underdog story. Average Joes going at it, and they, they go out and beat Globo Gym, and they, they win. You know, they're the average Joes. They make it, and they, they, I think that movie might top Happy Gilmore. Honestly, I think you might be beat there. I don't know about that, Daniel. I've never really heard of that movie before. Well, it's an all-time classic, and it was on ESPN The Ocho, so you got some big stuff there. Daniel, I don't think I don't think the blind I think the blind side could beat that any day. You have uh, you have defeating the odds with Michael Orr and his family who would who uh, adopts him and takes him in as as their own. 
He's he's not much of a talker, but he could definitely play. And he and he defeats the odds and plays professional football in the NFL. I don't think it's better. It gets better than that, Daniel. Yeah, Joe, I, I do agree with you. I mean, it's a great movie, but Major League. I think I got you there. A classic MLB movie, and the ball's everywhere. But the Cleveland Indians surpass the New York Yankees and win in that movie. I think I might have you beat. Now, the greatest all-time sports movie, Space Jam, number one. No way. No. Space no. Jam, Michael Jordan, all the other all the other NBA stars, one of the greatest kids' movies, one of the greatest sports kids' movies, top on the list. No, no, no. Field of Dreams beats you 10,000% right there. I Field of Dreams, you hear the mysterious voice in the Iowa cornfield, and then – it, it just happens. It's an all-time classic movie, and they're even having the Yankees and the Chicago White Sox play in Iowa this year, even if it happens with the coronavirus. But they are playing in Iowa and portraying Field of Dreams. So I think that might be the best sports movie of all time, Joe. I think I'm going to have you beat. Daniel, I don't, I don't know if they're even having that game there. Since the, since the avid con- concern and just fear of this coronavirus, Daniel, I don't think they're having it. In Iowa. I think I think that it'll happen. I think it has to go on. The people are ready for this. They want to see Garrett Cole. The Yankees are going to be a superpower this year over your hometown Mets. They canceled the Mexico the Mexico series in uh for the Mets and the Marlins. So I don't know if that's really happening in Iowa, but we'll see, Daniel. I mean, whatever happens, Yankees are always still going to be better than the Mets, Joe. The Mets do have a bright season ahead if if they play, Daniel. So we'll see. We'll see what that is all about this season. Yeah, we'll see. And we got another segment coming up for you. This Day in Sports, right after this. That wraps up today's show. Hope to see you guys next time. Thank you to Ryan Carlson again. We'd love to see you again next time. Going to you, Daniel. Yeah, and that about is our episode. If you like the show today, please make sure to hit us up on Instagram and Twitter with the at SportsCube podcast. If you want to hear something in the show or recommend us a guest to come on the show that we can interview, hit us up, DM us. And of course, till next time, peace out.